Hey guys, welcome back. This is the Coin Empire podcast. We're joined here again with Wes Turner, aka Turner, and Wes Mull, aka Wes. Um, and then, of course, me and Luke. Um, so, this week's topic is um, basic terms and language for coin beginners. So, uh, first question here is What's something you wish you knew about coins when you were starting out? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something maybe that you yeah. were like, man, if only I had known this when I was first starting, it would have saved me a lot of headache. Well, I mean, I've kind of got a, this is kind of a silly story. It, and it's, it's, it was just a learning curve. Um, when I went to work for, I, we talked about I went to work for Brian Beardsley at one point. Uh, you know, when I first went to work for him, uh, much like Wes, I kind of started out on the bottom and I started out in shipping. And so we would buy and sell these $1,000 face value bags of 90%, which you can be at 4,000 quarters or 10,000 dimes. And anyways. And this is 90% silver. 90% silver, excuse me. And that's, that's a term I wish I'd known. Um, <laughs> so anyways, so when I'd worked for, uh, uncle Lewis, he, we didn't do that kind of stuff. I knew nothing about it. And so, uh, We'd went to a coin show and bought a bunch of ninety percent silver, and we got back. and Brian said, "All right, this is who we're shipping it to. Ship it to him." So we didn't buy a thousand dollars face from one person. We bought ten ten dollars from this guy, hundred dollars from this guy, three hundred from this guy, so on and so forth. So, anyways, he brings it back to me to ship it. Uh, box it all up, ship it, put the invoice in, ship it. Four days later, Brian gets a call from a guy up in Chicago. We had sold it to, and uh, I hear Brian start laughing. And hangs up the phone. Uh, I said, "What was that?" He's like, "Well, that was the that was a uh, gold dust up in uh, Chicago," and he asked me uh, in a serious way if the guy I had shipping for me was retarded or not. Oh, and no. I was like, "What?" He's like, "Because you shipped every one of the instead of combining everything, I shipped every little bag, like ten dollars, hundred dollars." <laughs> so, and I know that wasn't PC to say retarded, but <laughs> um, that's what that's what he said. Right. Uh, so, that's, anyways, a, that's an exact quote. quote. That's yeah. an exact quote. <laughs> right. And uh, so that was something that I wish I had known before I was called retarded because <laughs> I, I didn't know any better to to combine all the denominations and, and ship it. So that sure. was. Uh, that was my thing. I wish I knew. You don't know till you know, you I guess. You don't know till you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're kind of going off of that. What are some like good resources besides just like obviously having a mentor or working under someone or at a coin shop? Um, like external resources like books or podcasts or maybe magazines that like could help someone or maybe have helped you or that you can like learn on your own. Well, uh, they produce a red book is what it's called every year that like gives you a rundown of like coin prices and stuff like that. I mean, to an extent, eBay is a decent reference, you know, to see what live stuff is selling for. Um, you can get publications, uh, gray sheet. Um, what's some other ones? Uh, one I use a lot, especially for like certified coins, things that are, are graded by third parties. Um, is actually their website, so like PCGS, which is one of the top tier um, grading services that I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, they also have resources on their website to where you can look at, say you're looking to buy an 83cc dollar in MS64. You can go and see what the last four or five auction prices brought uh, for that exact same coin. So we, uh, we use that a lot to find out what the actual value, you know, what the stuff is bringing like a week ago in an auction bringing. So we do you think the auction prices are pretty close? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the gray sheet is a good reference point, but it's not the end-all, be-all. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, live auction stuff is what we try to go by because it's that the actual what's what it's selling for out there right. in the live market. What someone so, will pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it varies, too, because, I mean, you have to look at the coin. You know, there are two coins with the same grade but have totally different looks will bring totally different money. So a lot of it really, like, if you see a huge disparity in the price, like, the price between one and another, it's probably because one looks like a pig and one is P- PQ. So, uh, again, it comes down to what it looks like as well. Gotcha. Um, so, what is bullion? How would you define that? Like, a lot of people say, you know, oh, we deal in bullion. And people are like, what does that even yeah. mean? <laughs> Not to be confused with the cubes that you use for soup. <laughs> 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 uh, it's, I mean, I guess you, I don't have the Webster's Dictionary. Uh definition but to me it's uh it's kind of like uh it's investment grade precious metals is what we it's really kind of a slang term that we use for you know something that's really worth its metal value and uh it's not really any collectible value to it so much it's really just based on the the metal price yeah it could be like 10 ounce gold bars 10 ounce silver bars stuff like that stuff that doesn't really have like a numismatic value to it gotcha it's basically just the metal value correct Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that's a question that we get a lot. Uh, another question that we get a lot are, um, what do mint marks mean and why are they important? Are certain mint marks more valuable? Uh, mint marks are basically the U.S. Mint has several different locations and where they mint different coins. There's been most prominent ones, probably Philadelphia. They have one at West Point, New York. They have... Uh, had one in New Orleans. They had one in Carson City, Nevada, uh, San Francisco. They even had a uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and Dahlonega, Georgia. Like so, they had a lot of, a lot of history there, and uh, a lot of people go after you know CCs because that was shut down in the 1890s, 93, I believe. Yeah, and uh, but the really collectible ones are like the Charlotte mints or like the Dahlonega mints and stuff like that. Yeah, and so the mint marks are. are... If you flip the coin over, it's either on the back or the or the front, the obverse, the reverse. Uh, you know, for like Denver, we'll have a DMET mark. You'll see it. It's usually small. You have to look for it. Or West Point will be W, San Francisco S, so on and so forth. So, yeah, it just it just tells you where the coin was struck, and you know that's that's for coins all over the world too. Most of them will have a mint mark on on the coin somewhere. And uh, I was thinking, uh, you know, where the mint mark is is also important on the coin. So take like the wartime silver nickels. Mm-hmm. Uh, the silver wartime nickels, they have the mint mark on the top. Yeah, above the dome. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like whereas like other coin, other nickels who were, were could have been made the same year. If the mint mark is on the right side, mm-hmm. then it's not really not silver. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that's another like thing where I would have not known in the beginning True. until someone pointed it out to me and I did some more research because yeah. I found the right year and I found, found the right mint mark and I was like, no. this is it. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, upon further research, I was like, wow, I'm such an idiot. Like that's, <laughs> But like, that's something that no one would think yeah. to know uh, in, sure. unless you know. Right. Unless yeah. you know. And it, sometimes it's just trial and error. I mean, when you figure it out, you, you usually don't forget. Mm-hmm. So, um, so another thing that kind of ties into this is proof and mint. Uh, so, uh, a lot of coins can be a proof coin, which mm-hmm. they're like the the regular S and then the S proof. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are, you know, just regular proof. And then there are mint. 
and uh, what are the differences there? Like, what should you look for to identify those? Uh, a mint state is just going to have a basic, like, Over that, satin finish. yeah, like a satin finish kind of look, and a proof is going to have like a mirrored finish. So it's been polished up and has a mirrored design and stuff like yeah. that. And, and there's different types of proofs as well. So, you know, the most common one, like Wes was talking about, most of the time you're going to have the fields are going to be. Uh, highly polished and be reflective and then like the portrait will be um, cameo it's going to be cameoed essentially yeah. it's going to it's going to um, be kind of almost like black and white if you're looking at it you'll have reflective fields and then it'll be like a satin on the actual design um, and that's just for I would say your typical proofs now there are other proofs satin proofs matte proofs um, reverse burnish, proof yeah reverse proof so uh, but generally, when people are talking about proofs, it's it's the high polished cameo variety. I mean, at least for me, when people yeah. are talking about it. And can you sell those for more? Are those usually do those usually go for more? Uh, the S proofs. Yeah. Uh, it it depends. I mean, it depends on what the coin is and how many were minted and and things like that. So, um, yes and no. Yeah, there there are. I would. Yeah. So like Morgan dollars, proofs are generally worth more. Um, but, you know, Lincoln pennies, not always, you know, yeah. it really depends. I think one of, like, the themes that I'm getting from the coins is it's just, like, it depends. Like, you know, it's just, like, there's not, it's not a one-size-fits-all. It's like, yeah. well, for this coin... There's exceptions to every out. rule. Yeah. Sure, yeah. And it's just a very specialized thing. Because I think, like, in, like I said earlier, kind of, like, the more specialized it gets, I feel like the more experience is important. Sure. Um, because yep. you're just like learning from your mistakes you're learning from someone older that knows more and it's just like you're picking up tips and tricks as you go and like yeah. then you kind of start training someone else I have a few more questions okay. yeah, that aren't on the list I hit um, so obviously the uh, the mint comes out every year with a mint set and a proof set mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so how can you tell the difference because they all say the same thing except for maybe one different word. And I've tried to explain this to everyone here that works here because they're like, how do you know if it's the mint set and how do you know if it's the proof set? Uh, mint set usually has stri- like circulation strike coins that they put in plastic from Philadelphia and Denver. And the proof set is usually the mirrored finish coins um, with the S-Mint mark on them. So. Yeah. Or W. Sometimes they'll have W. It just depends yeah. on where they yeah. struck them, but... I would look for, I would say probably the mirrored fields is probably the the big giveaway. And, pl- and the mint sets have two different sets of coins. So you'll have a Denver and a Philadelphia. You'll yeah. have more coins usually in a mint set than you will a proof set. Have they always done that, the mint sets? Or do the older years, like, you know, obviously the 1950s, <clears throat> they came in in a, in a box and they mm-hmm. only had the one set. Do you know when they started making the two different Denver and Philadelphia? Uh because they, they started making them, I think, in the... 68? No, so they started making pro, They started making mint sets that I can remember uh, into the oh, wait. 53, wait, yeah. 54 with Franklin's and stuff. Yeah, that's right. But they didn't come in boxes. They came in these envelopes where kind of had these flaps that close over them, and they were in an envelope, and... The proof sets came in the little square boxes yeah. that would be have the brown tape, and they would be in cellophane. So don't quote me on the year on the mint sets because I'm not exactly sure. Back, I think they even back into the 40s they they made them as well. So and the proof sets back in back in the day, the proof sets and the mint sets that came in the envelopes, they looked very similar to each other because they only had the one set that came in them. Yes. And then you had to look at the envelope, 
and also match it with the coins that came in there because some of them say San Francisco on them. Mm -hmm. Some of them say, you know, Philadelphia. Some of them may have said New York or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. on the bottom, it says like UC or PC. Correct. And so is that... But they look the same. Yeah, they came in the same manila little envelope. Right. Yeah. So you really have to like look at those different things. And I had to, I had to Google that myself because I was like, well, which one is this? Yeah. I mean, you know, if it, to me, automatically, if it's heavy, it's the mint set because it's got more coins. Um, and the, the proof sets would be thinner and lighter and, you know, and they're in the little cellophane. But yeah, I mean, if you're just eyeballing them, sometimes it's hard to tell. So do you know which one is which? Do you know the Philadelphia or the New York or the San Francisco? Which one of those are which? I just pick them up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. that's how i do it <laughs> or I, I make west tell me right. uh turner excuse me yeah. right and then of course we also have you know small date and large date that go into the mint set and proof set sure oh. yeah and different how, 1960 how yeah. to tell the difference yeah. right is it just those years uh well then you get into like there was 1960 that had, they had a large date <clears throat> which was on the penny they had a large date and a small date and then you get into like 1982. They had a large date copper, large date uh, uh, copper a, nickel. Yeah, I think they had a 70, 1970 s small yeah. date. Yeah, that's like that. yeah. so there's That's a lot where of you start getting the varieties. There's, right. there's yeah. all kinds of <laughs> right. stuff. So there's a big world, even in just that category, Minsen proof sets. It's overwhelming. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. then you've got the silver ones, you've got the premier, you've got the limited edition, the prestige sets, the prestige, the premier. Did I say premier? I think you I said did. premier three yeah. times. Premier. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you said. Um, so do you think they started doing those as just like a way of like making more money? I'm just like, all right, well, let's just release a different kind. And just one more thing mm. for people to collect. Yeah, I mean, I think the U.S. Mint really likes variation, like yeah. on the same thing kind of thing. But like the Prestige sets, they had the uh, Modern Commem dollars in them, very collectible. But they just, it's almost like a repackaging of the yeah. same thing. Yeah, like the silver, <laughs> the Premier sets is really just a silver proof set and just kind of a, kind of like a fancier display case. No. You know, I think it was just another way to market it. I'm not real sure. They only did it for like five years or something, and then they stopped doing them, so... I guess they figured out people really didn't didn't care. I'm not sure. Mm. Okay, here's another question for you uh, that some people here on the staff wanted me to ask. How do you explain burnished coins? (sighs) Well, um, and what's the difference when people say BU? Are they talking about brilliant uncirculated or are they talking about burnished? It's very confusing. It is. I mean, when we talk about me and Wes talk about BU, that's just for regular brilliant uncirculated. Uh, or we call a generic business strike coins, coins that were made to be circulated. This is brilliant uncirculated, just kind mm-hmm. of a, a term we use for nice uncirculated coins. Um, and a burnished coin, it's really, it's a different type of proof. Uh, the way they uh, strike it and the dyes they use are a little different. And, and it's, it can be confusing because, I mean, really, if you take a regular, like for Silver Eagles, for example, in 2006, they started making burnished Silver Eagles. And... Other than the W mint mark that they put on it, if you put a regular business strike <laughs> BU Silver Eagle next to a burnished one, they look almost identical. Almost exactly the same. Just yeah. one has a W mint mark. Uh, so all burnished are W's, or I'm sorry, all W mint marks are burnished. Uh, Not exactly. Yeah. Because like okay. the, the proof coins are also so W's, W's, but they also do S proof coins. And it's. It's so I lot, know lot of for the Silver Eagles, like, in starting in 2006. Yes. Mm-hmm. So for Silver Eagles, yeah. 
every I believe everyone don't cry to have to double check, but yeah. I think everyone that's a W is burnished for Silver Eagles. Since two thousand six. Since two thousand six, yeah. They only make the burnished Silver Eagles at West Point Mount. Yep. Gotcha. Oh. Okay. A little confusing. Yeah, it, it <laughs> is very confusing. Um and that's why I was like, I'm gonna have them answer this question for some of my staff members because I don't want to say the wrong thing. Sure. Yeah. Well let us say the wrong thing. It's okay. Right. <laughs> then I can hold you accountable that's to right, the wrong yeah. thing. Right. <laughs> um Okay. I mean, I know we probably didn't even touch on a lot of the basic terms and uh, language for beginners. There's still so much out there. But I think that's it for today. Okay. I'm sure we'll touch it when we, uh, when we'll we get to that section. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys, for joining, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Right. Thanks.